0: Oh, hello everyone welcome back to another episode of from uh, oh my god from huns to humans um a little disclaimer today this is definitely um a personal story all personal experiences alleged in my opinions all of these uh you know disclaimers are just covering the whole episode not that we won't say them occasionally when needed um but also um you know what guys like don't do shitty things and then people won't talk about them so I feel like that's uh you know a a nice way to start this episode I'm really excited um we talked to Andrew Thompson yes Thompson back um way back like when I started the podcast I think it was episode 35 and we got some of the story and the tea has spilled or I guess we're spilling the tea here huh because we yeah. have um, Andrew's husband, Will, here today, and Andrew's also going to come on a little later, um, and we're just going to chat. So, Will, hi.
1: Hi, Danielle. It's so nice to finally be here. And- I know.
0: I'm so excited. <laughs> so I guess, you know, we'll start out with the question that we have for everyone, which is, how did MLM find you?
1: Well, so and I'm already doing this like thing I do when I get nervous. Um so if I do that a lot, I'm sorry. Um my husband's looking at me.
0: So. <laughs> no, oh yeah. So before, just, like, you're doing that thing. Sorry, before you even get started, I'm also just gonna add the a noise disclaimer too that um you guys are working while we talk. So if there's like some rattling and like beeping. If you're into ASMR, this is going to be great for you. But if you have an auditory processing disorder or something like that, and you struggle with like, uh, those like background noises, this might be a tough one for you. So heads up, that's in there. And I definitely invite you to listen to That if you can't, that's okay. Also content warning, we're going to be talking about some addiction and any other heavy mental health topics, disclaimer, um, um,
1: so, addiction, um, I don't say any other disclaimers? I don't think so. Uh, Um, I mean as far as
0: if there are, I'll add them afterwards, but yeah, I
1: was gonna say because I feel like yes, but I don't really know how to say those. Um, just as far as like self-harm um disclaimer, probably just include that. Um but yeah, so as far as how I got introduced, um, so actually I've seen MLMs in the past. Um, you know, obviously I had friends that were in them. I had one that was in Mary Kay, I had one that was in Avon. But as far as like actually being introduced, it wasn't until I met my husband now. And um, back when I first heard about paparazzi, you know, I've seen things in the past. um, But after meeting him and, you know, knowing that he was an elite in the company and actually really learning a lot about it, I was like, well, this is really interesting. Like you're literally just slinging bling and you buy it from this company who has it all here for you. Like it just sounded like you know i've seen people doing it but i've never done it
0: yeah can you to uh, let us know for anyone that doesn't know uh what like do you know what percentile elite is like is it the top two top one top three i think i know it's near the top but i don't know which. it's
2: it's generally point like in paparazzi they consider the elite the 0.01 percent
0: okay ayo mlf yeah. royalty <clears throat> here <laughs>
1: So, you know, getting all the information from him because, you know, of course, he had to teach his downline, you know, these are the numbers. This is how this works. This is where you get this. This is how you do this. So just learning a lot about it, I was like, well, this this could be pretty easy. Like it's all boom, bam, done right there for you. So it was like really easy to be like, wow, I want to do that. And in the past, I had actually watched a elite um It was probably like two years before I knew him, but I didn't actually understand what it was, you know, because she was never on there going, join my team, join my team. It was none of that. She just showed the jewelry and she made noises with it. And I was always so fascinated with it. And so of course, when I actually saw it, here's how you join, here's what you do. I was like, okay, I can do this. And so I had, I signed up and I was doing it for probably about a month. Um, probably about a month in and I had gotten an email from paparazzi compliance that I was in the same household and married because we had just got married to a former consultant who was blackballed from paparazzi which would be Andrew and so they had informed me that my account was canceled and it was extremely crazy because that was still during the really, really tough times with shipping and stuff. And we had like hundreds of dollars in orders withstanding with paparazzi. I so, mean,
2: thousands.
1: So, yeah, it was it was crazy um, because <laughs> all those orders had gotten stopped. But what was the craziest is that in that month span, of course, I was showered with love and support and all these people coming out of nowhere in the woodworks. I mean, I was invited to several, several crazy Facebook groups, um, pages, uh, just so much was like, you know, do this, do that, do this, do that. And it was so overwhelming at first because all these people flooding in um, because, I mean, I won't say that I had a small Facebook by any means, you know, I had thousands of people in there but it was really overwhelming when a whole nother wave of other thousands come in that you're not familiar with and they're all like hi we we're here we love you you know we're we're here to support you sunshine rainbows happiness yeah. and it's just, it was very overwhelming um, and a lot of which I let in, you know, because I thought, wow, you know, if they knew Andrew, they must be good people um, right. because, you know, he surrounds himself with warm people. So I have to like, oh, if if they love him and they're showing me the support, they must be good. Um, but of course, all good things must come to an end. So as soon as I was canceled and it was like immediate, um, you know, obviously receiving the email, but waking up the next day and realizing like, wait a minute you know, that I don't see this person anymore, like the same people that I would see posting on my Facebook wall, were suddenly gone. and It was like, wait, that's really strange. And, you know, it took me a few days. But obviously, I realized, okay, so because I'm not in paparazzi anymore, all of these people have now ostracized me. So some that I were seeing every day reacting on my stuff, doing this and that were now just all poof, like, some kind of spell had been casted And so, as time went, of course, there were still a few um, that were surrounding me. And in that time, I was going through some crazy stuff. You know, I had been in a relationship before Andrew for seven years. Wow. And so, when I came out of that relationship, um, I was just kind of doing my own thing, living life, you know, what any other. I think it was like 22 at the time, 23. I don't know how old that was. I'm getting old fast. But anyways, um, I was just doing the stuff a normal 20 year old does. You were 22. 22, and of course you I met too young for me. <laughs> yeah, of course I met Drew, and you know one thing led to another, and we got married. And like you know, life was really changing fast for me. Um, a lot of stuff was happening, and you know, after being canceled and then adapting to our business, life was just really rolling fast. A lot of things were going on that. Not a lot of 22 going on 23-year-olds experience and go through. And so, of course, with that came my only way to cope. And I was drinking a lot. You know, I found comfort in doing everything that I had to do in the normal day. And then when nighttime came and I needed to turn my brain off and just unwind, I found that relief in alcohol. And so it was very easy for me to just drink, 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 drink. Well, of course during that it got really messy in my personal life and so of course all things come to a head and when it finally came time that I just woke up and was like okay we can't do this anymore like this is too much Uh, we made the decision to quit drinking and I was very public about this Um, I went live the very first day on Facebook and was like hey you know I just went to my first AA meeting today because I wanted to be as transparent with everyone around me as I was when I was drinking, because I felt honestly like to a lot of people and you should never feel like, I guess that you owe something to somebody, but I felt like in a way I had shown so much of it while I was drinking. It was like, well, you only deserve to be here through the ride when I'm not because I wanted it to be very transparent and clear that I, you know, I bleed just as everybody else does, because I think sometimes so many people look at others and don't really see I don't even know how to explain the that. Humanity.
0: Well, like you know, I think that it's so important to own your story, and like that's not for everyone. Like everyone doesn't have to be public about whatever journey they go through. But for some people, like myself included, I am I am very like open about things that I go through. I mean, sometimes I need a little bit of time for it. Um, but you know, overall, like I'm very open with the world about what's going on in my life and it's been really cathartic for me and I think that it can feel really good and also it's nice because you're not hiding anything so like this exactly. is my life what are you gonna do use it against me like I I said it this is my life
1: <laughs> yeah so well so I you know I went live um and I had attended my first AA meeting and it was really it was really nice it was um an overwhelming show of support from a lot of people in my own community you know not even just online as far as people who were supporting me but in my own community to be able to be like you know hey, I saw such and such at the grocery store today and even though we didn't share names and say anything just walking by each other and recognizing each other and you just know like hey there's a fellow supporter and it's just it's a warm very very nice feeling so my point being is I was very open about it and I, of course, just like when I joined, some of the ones that were still lingering around had slid into my inbox, and it was a former elite. She's a current elite. Or current. I'm sorry. I don't even know how to use proper words. <laughs> Silly me. Um, so a current elite and had slid into my inbox, and so when she slid into the inbox, of course, it was hey, you know, I saw that you posted about this and she herself was very public with her sobriety journey. So for me, it was like, oh my gosh, like lucky me. Like, you know, cause it just, again, the the mentality around it, You they idolize everybody. So for me, I was still stuck in this like, mindset of like these people are celebrities like it was like the honor for me to have her in my inbox
0: right and so I guess one thing I want to point out here is that a lot of times in MLMs they use things like sobriety or like child loss or things like that to try to sucker people in who have similar experiences they're like trying to use this like empathy complex that they have to like get people to be like oh I understand you and since I understand you you'll join me and like it's going to be great so like yeah
1: so so she slides into my inbox and it's a very supportive like I'm here for you here's my phone number um text call me anything you need I'm here And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like and I I will still never forget the day I was laying in bed and I woke up and saw the message. And I was just literally breathtaking, breathtaking, whatever, because, like, again, for me, it was like this person who's so big and so busy has time for little old me, you know. And so, of course, I communicated for for a bit you know anytime I had needed something or thought of something or I mean I would just shoot a message it wasn't an every single day thing but it was the support was there anytime I posted the support was there um and vice versa when she would post things I would react on them and like you know congratulations keep going but it wasn't until things came to a head and I started sharing and my husband too, our opinions about paparazzi, you know, it was, this was all, everything was coming to a head because I had gotten sober right after the convention that I don't know what you call that on here. If you, if you use the C word, Um, (laughs) but that had, that had just happened and there was so much going on everywhere. Um, And so convention had just happened. I was getting sober and then after some things happened after convention that I was very upset about, my husband as well included. And we spoke out about it. And of course, instantly well,
0: that C word. I was like, what?
1: No, that C word. Um,
0: yeah. You can say
1: it. Okay. I was I didn't know for sure. Um, but yeah, so of course the COVID convention happened and then, um when we spoke out because we had lost a friend very dear to us that was so sweet like every morning I would see her on Facebook and it would just warm my heart because she was so precious and she was just always so sweet and it still just is heart shattering to think that she is just gone and so of course we spoke about it because it you know it was something that we were very passionate about very driven about and very upset and still to this day obviously it hasn't been discussed from them but um so I had spoke out and so did he. And as soon as I did, of course, she blocked me. I mean, instantly, it was crazy. It was like, without even thought, like I went on Facebook and i the same situation. Like, oh, that's odd. I don't see her post anymore. And then it was like, oh, I don't see her on Facebook anymore. Wait, she's gone on TikTok, Instagram. You know, it was everywhere. Wow. Um, like, so once I had spoke out, of course, I was furious um because for me like that was supposed to be a support and it was crazy to me to think that someone who was supposed to be there for me and be there for support would just drop me that fast like it was very it was disheartening and it was sad and it was it was a whirlwind of an emotion because I could not put my finger on how I felt because I felt so many ways and so of course out of emotion.
2: Hmm? betrayed Betrayed.
1: yeah betrayed is a very good word um but out of emotion i went and spoke about that too i went live and i was like you know this this is this is messed up like i was friends with this person and this person was a support and communication for me and she's just gone and i had i've never felt that way so not only had i been dropped from all these people that had support but now the few that were left like now i'm dropped again and it's like what the hell so Time went on, and after I spoke about that, she, of course, conveniently unblocked me to let me know that she was upset that I spoke about it and how dare me. So me being the victim in the situation was flipped to be a villain because that was convenient for her because how dare I let people know that she shared her sobriety story and reached out to me. And then when I reached out about the company that she worked for and my disagreements with it, that then I was negative, I was not to be spoken to, and I was not to be talked about. And so I was just blackballed. And that was just supposed to be okay. And I should not speak on that. And so that was when I that really opened my eyes completely. um, 100% as if I wasn't already awakening to the kind of company that it was. um, But really the environment because of how dangerous that could be you know for anybody luckily I still obviously had my husband my family his family and some really close friends for support but my fear is with MLMs is that somebody who may not have that support um, because that could leave somebody in a very 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 dark lonesome situation and bad decisions could be made in those situations you know um, down from self-harm to just going back to the addiction that you found comfort in before you were sober and that's that really there, is concerned. that there's not even any kind of like like and it sounds crazy because it's like well what laws do you put on that but it just right. it seems like it's just so dangerous it's such a dangerous environment it's like because you have it's because the mlm itself alone is almost an addiction if you really look at shopping and the fear of missing out you know the
2: dopamine rush from the love bombing yeah
1: from the love bombing the new releases the it's in now and it's hot bye 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 you know they're almost in turn creating that addiction and so i think you know because after that all that happened i had even said you know. I sat and thought to myself, "What can I do to be different um, from this situation that these people have put me in? How can I, how can I make a change that is better?" And that was when I, I hopped on Facebook and I thought in my head okay what's a what's an easy name for people to remember and that's when I created a Facebook group and I put I set all the rules you know there's to be no live shares in here there's to be no recruiting there's to be no advertising your business I don't care if it's your job for corporate America if it's your MLM or if it's your own personal business I don't want it in this group I don't want any talks of this and that you know I made the group so specific that we're all here for each other no matter what it is this isn't about selling or recruiting or join my team because it seems like that was their, that was kind of their catch and pull. With that, is just like, let me share my story mm-hmm. and have people sympathize and relate to it, and then use that as a latch. And that's, yeah, that's very dangerous.
0: Yeah, it's so dangerous. And you know, it's there are actually people that go into AA or other um, anonymous meetings um, and recruit directly from the meetings. It's so scary because what MLM people do, what they are trained to do is to see somebody's weaknesses and say, I can offer a solution to that. You're lonely. I got you. You need money. I got you. You need community, we're here. Like, they're just trained to give you whatever you want and like put it in this shiny package. And like, they're able to pull it away from you with like a blink of an eye.
1: That is so disgusting. Like, That's absolutely it. disgusting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and from there, it just, you know, it kind of snowballed, honestly, still after that. So, because, you know, after I had been blocked <clears throat> and I continued speaking out. Um, as far as the company went, because it was like these people had passed away and there was no voice. So I remained as loud as possible. Um, every every chance I got, I spoke out. But, you know, as time went and we were speaking out um, time and time again, we would get emails after we were live. And this happened back to back. It was so crazy. Oh, I forgot about that. Never. I never forget. Um, I'm like, okay, I hold on to everything. My talk <laughs> is um so but so these emails started rolling in and it, they were so crazy. Um, I will never forget one of them I had posted. I had shared a very, very deep, very personal story that I had not shared with a lot of people on my Facebook wall, because again, my mm-hmm. transparency, I wanted it to be as clear as a Windex commercial. You know, I wanted everything that I could put out there. I wanted to make sure that I did because I always want to make sure that anybody else that feels like that there's like no way for them or no outlet like I just want them to know that they can at least grab my hand um, because there were so many situations where I didn't feel like I had that and so I had posted a really deep status and it was about a time before I had met my husband and I was in a really really dark headspace and in the post I detailed to a T because I wanted people to see how you know I wanted them to really being captivated in the story as far as feeling like they were there, they were me and they could understand just how I felt and understand that I had found a way out of that. And, you know, I included very, very dark details and I had, you know, of course, touched on the friend that I had at the time who had saved my life. that didn't even know she did. And so for her, that was really the first time her hearing that story as well. So it was a very, very, very intimate, personal s- story for me. And even still trying to talk about it now, I feel like teary eyed and like I'm trying to jerk the words out and say what I want to say. But point being is that after I had posted that another harassing email and it's like and it was just basically. And not even basically, it was just saying that my story was stupid and that I should have just done it. And so it was really
2: I was making jokes alluding about the bathtub.
1: Yeah, they were just just very, very personal. And this was again, these emails were coming consistently as I was speaking out about the company. So it's only left up to assumption, you know who the people were sending the emails so you know you're kind of left in your own head with your own ideas and um
0: so were these like so threatening emails like bull, like bullying like can you give us a category for like oh bullying? they were
1: absolutely bullying for sure yeah. um bullying some of which were very I'm I'm not gonna lie to you some of which were kind of scary like there were several times I will not even lie that I went around the house like crazy thinking that somebody had bugged my home um, like it got to a point where I had honestly thought that somebody had a bug in my home. Um, it got to the point where at one step we had to hire a private investigator because I was afraid our IP address was getting hacked. I mean, because there were it was literally time and time again, there were details sometimes in these emails that were it had to either be somebody that knew us personally and was communicating or had updates on us very Mm personal or somebody was hacking our internet. I mean, there's literally only two options and either or is very terrifying because you like for us, I know for me, I don't know about my husband so much, but for me in the last year I have went and I even get chills Thinking because it's very strange. Like the last year, I found myself from going and being this very open, bubbly, happy. I tell everything, um, talk to anybody, make friends with anybody. And after my experience with paparazzi and the people around me, I've saw myself grow to somebody I never thought that I would be. You know, when I look in the mirror now, I see this very as public as I see on seem on Facebook. I'm also this so reclusive, retracted shell of a person that I feel like I once was because now I don't trust people as much. You know, I'm very careful when somebody slides into my inbox and they're new, or I'm very careful when somebody adds me on Facebook, like, All of those things that used to come so easy to me are now so hard because I don't trust is easy. Um, I'm more scared. Like, is this person really a friend or are they just going to turn on me? Is this another hun that's coming into my inbox to get information? Is this just. And (laughs) so it just it really has changed my entire perspective, I guess, on people in that sense. Like, yeah. Am I being fair game yet again? Is is this just another person who's only friending me for someone else to get intel on me to then turn around and use against me? So it's it's just this overwhelming look on myself, I guess, to see who I am now versus who I was. And it's, I guess now even speaking about it, it's really weird to talk about it out loud because I've never really reflected out loud on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's part of why I do this podcast is to give people the chance to like verbally process all of the stuff that happens with somebody who like, I mean, I have not gone through what you've gone through, but like, I, I do, I do see it happen. And it's, I'm like, powerful.
1: really, thank you for this therapy session, because yeah.
0: <laughs> but, yeah her, this so... is not therapy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, like, but it just, um, because yeah, it really, it, i guess that's something too yeah that just not really talked about or looked at but yeah in the last year it's been it's been really wild it's been one of those like no new friends situations because after all that happened and being blocked and being it's like i built this castle around myself um yeah. very taylor swift like to make mm-hmm. sure that no one would ever you know hurt me again or no you know i built this very thick protective shell um And because, yeah, in so many ways, I feel like I've become, even though I'm so personal, like you see my life throughout Facebook and you think, my God, he just tells everything. But in reality, there's so much. And my husband gives me so much, so much about it all the time. He's like, just talk to me because I've sheltered myself so much to think like I have to be careful with whatever I say. I have to be careful with whatever I tell. And so I feel like so much of the time now I'm so guarded. And so protective of anything like any emotions i have and i i feel the need consistently to control what i put out there and control the way you know people see how i am and i hate that because i you know i see my own husband sometimes and i think like god he's so himself so much and it's like he just says exactly how he feels when he feels it but i feel in so many ways now i'm afraid to do that and
0: yeah no yeah. It, it's absolutely valid and how that would happen like I mean going through addiction is so hard and going into recovery is so hard and it's such a like enormous task and like undertaking to handle that so like to be going through that and then simultaneously being fair gamed by a cult
2: like, that's
1: right there you said it yeah and it That's was
0: what? Was... like you've gone through you're a survivor like you're not just oh. a regular like I mean you are a regular old person but you know like this isn't just some regular old like schoolyard bullying like you were fair gamed 100% and you're a survivor of this situation and we refer to all MLM survivors as survivors but like you're a survivor
1: Yeah, we had multiple times, too, Um, and now, and, you know, again, it's kind of like, so if there's any huns out there listening or any, you know, I I guess thank you, because there are some times, too, where now I've gotten so good at when, you know, when trolls come on live, I have been, in the last year from them coming on, in the very beginning, it would be um, like, you know, they would come on with the, you're just a drunk, Um, well, there was one so many different times and of course you know me i'm the screenshot queen but they would come on and say why don't you just go have a drink and these this was like three and four months after i'd been very public about not drinking um That's and true. one that really hurt that was just so just like ugh, was when somebody had called me a drunk bitch, and it really upset me because at that time i was already sober but it was a really hard punch in the gut because it was like, well, are they calling? Me? Because of course it was another Hun. Um, I actually knew who they were and where they were as far as the Hun bot industry, and it hurt because it was one of those self-reflections where it's like, I know they're just trying to hurt me, but but are they also? you know, it was, it's so hard to explain this, but it was, the comment was just so double-edged sword because it's like, I knew they were just trying to hurt me, but also it was like a reflection to, well, are they really just giving you what you deserve for what you put out when you were drinking? And so it was a really hard hit. Um, and those kept coming, you know, they kept coming back to back and you just, after a while, after seeing the Huns come on and continue making comments and because it was continuous, I mean, every time I would block a profile, it would be another one and it would be another one. And they were continuously sheltering behind these fake Facebooks. And it was like, you can only draw so many conclusions when you've never been in the HunBot industry. Mm -hmm. You've lived your life just fine on Facebook and you've done a lot, you've exposed yourself a lot, but yet here all of a sudden, after you're being into an MLM, you're suddenly hit with all of this. Um, Because for me, you know, again, I came from this Facebook where I had a good group of people, but it was all my family, all my friends. Suddenly I'm spiraled into this industry of people. And not only am I exposed to it, but I'm thrown into the masses because my husband is an ex-elite. And now not only do I have all the people from it, but all the people that followed him all of a sudden are just all enwrapped around me. And I have all these thousands of people who are looking at me and I'm just you kind of feel like you're standing there after you get out of the shower and you don't have a towel. You're like, what do I do?
0: Right. Um, I wanted to just allow like space to um, just say what fair gaming is and let people know what that is. Just because I realized we didn't talk about that in case anybody doesn't know. I know I've talked about it a couple of times before, but fair gaming is a Scientology term that the we have adopted in the cult cultiverse. Um. And it's what happens when you leave the Church of Scientology. They will go through your trash. They will uh, stalk you. They will follow you. They will bug your house. uh, They will do anything that they can um, because they consider you enemies, and they are trying to just ruin your life, essentially. So, like, that's definitely what it sounds like was happening to you. Uh, I definitely feel like that's a fair use of the term
1: uh, here. yeah and i feel like um it's funny because the only person i follow so on tiktok i will follow anybody that follows me back as long as i know them um but it's same with you know anything i'm very reclusive now as far as who i let in my circle um anybody can look you know all my stuff is public anybody can watch and see Feel free. But as far as a lot of things, I'm very private. So on TikTok, it's funny because the only person I follow that doesn't follow me back is Leah Remini because she puts the best information out there. God bless that woman because she has been, honestly, when a lot of this was happening, my husband and I were watching that documentary because I was like, she is so brave. Like, if this woman can come out and do this, like, you got this. Like, you only have a few thousand people watching you. Like, get up, speak and put on your damn metal armor and get out there and let other people know they're not alone and it, because it was like for me she was like a domino and she yeah. was like I'm coming in and I'm going to make noise and I don't give a damn who cares and that was really inspirational for me to yeah. to really just i you know bulk up and say whatever I don't give a damn like if you want to come at me come at me you know send your arrows send your knives send your army man I don't care um, because even today, you know, of course there are still your average here and there spams that come in, hunbots that have their opinions, oh. trolls, whatever people want to call them. Um, but I feel definitely now a year, a year later into what I feel, I guess would be silence, but not really silence. Cause I won't say that I've been silenced. Yes. Um, but I would say feeling like I've kind of lived reserved in silence for the last year. Um, That I feel definitely like I've gotten so much better at dealing with them, like as far as how they used to hurt me. But I also know, too, there are still a lot of people that are fresh out of it that don't know how to deal with it or that haven't experienced it until now because they're fresh out of it. Um, Because I see that every day where there's new people that come out and they're they're fearful. You know, sometimes I have people that will message me and are like, I finally quit, you know, just wanted to let you know, I hope you'll still be friends with me. And I'm like, well, that's that's just the difference between me not being in that brainwashed mindset for so long and then coming out of it that I'm not going to blackball you. I'm not going to, you know, the things that you said and that you did towards me, I'm not going to hold against you. I understand you're human. You're a victim as well. Like you are fresh out of something that like I just hope that there's so many people that understand that, that you know because i've had so many come to me and apologize and say i said these things about you and it's like well that's fine you know what that was then this is now um the point is is that you're self-aware and you're out and you from here i hope make better better choices and be a better human like my shirt says right now just be a good human be
0: a good human yeah and like Um, and that's what this podcast is all about right like from hunts to humans we we did some shitty things when we were huns. And like, you know, it's not, I don't think that any of us really go into doing this stuff intentionally to hurt anyone. I think that actually most of us go into it, trying to help people Um, and then, and to help ourselves and to, you know, self-empower and all that stuff. And then, you know, the industry is warped and it turns people into humbots you know we're just not Uh the best version of ourselves when we're in a cult in my opinion
1: yeah and it's crazy too because i see as time is going um you know especially now i i look through a lot of things now like those rose colored lenses or however the phrase goes you know those have been turned off so now i see a lot of things for what they are um it's a lot easier for me to see through some of those things um And like I said, most importantly now, I feel like a lot of the time I spend really just trying to help those who don't have that hand because I see so, so often a lot of these people that didn't, don't have the same experience as me because of course, you know, if I wouldn't have known my husband and I would have just joined an MLM, I would probably be like the other, what is it, 99% or 98% who, you know, wasn't or weren't followed by many, weren't selling the jewelry or whatever product the company had to offer. Um, and just kind of loaded myself into debt consistently and sheltered myself with, these are the only people I can communicate with everybody else. If they're not going to join my team or buy my products are negative. They're toxic. They're bad. They don't support me. They don't love me. Um, and I could have been in that headspace and there are a lot that are stuck in that or think that that is it. And I hope if nothing else, I can be that voice. Um, I still obviously have another story I want to share. I want to make sure my husband is out here for that one, but yeah. um, But I just want to make sure that people understand that, that you're not alone and you're not first and foremost, you're not crazy. You're not a bad person. Um, You were in a bad situation. um, Just like we all were, you know, and yeah. And just, just always try to do better. Once you come to that (laughs) self-awareness,
0: Right. And I think also part of this story, too, is that when you are looking for more support, um, don't, don't join a cult to find it, you know, like, <laughs> there, there are other places, I mean, you know, start starting in a Facebook group, it can definitely be helpful. And sometimes, you know, if you need in person support, starting in a Facebook group, to try to find other people who have found good connections, or like, you know, maybe, maybe in your Facebook group, everyone, somebody's like, hey, like, I'm in this area. Is there anyone else around this area maybe we could have a meetup day and like go to a park together or something like that like you know
1: so cool
0: right there's always the option to do that you know worst case scenario I always tell people it's always worth it to ask for something because the worst case scenario is you're in the situation that you're in right now so as long as you're okay with you know being like you know like if you don't ask you're still in this situation so like, might as well ask.
1: I always say, better to better to get a no than no answer at all.
0: Right, exactly. And I think that uh, there's a lot of times that some of us are kind of scared to say no in this uh, community because you know we don't want to be mean or whatever. You know, like when a hun slides into your DMs and you're like, oh, like poor soul. Like I know that you're stuck in a pyramid scheme, in my opinion. Um, so like, it's just so hard to be like no not right now no 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 and then eventually you're like okay like please stop messaging me you know what I mean it's,
1: it's funny you say that because I didn't even and this was something I saw too again even here a year later after being in um said cult um is seeing you know because this is a term I had never used or heard but I'm noticing it so much more is a serial MLM and that yeah. is something that is insane to me because I have several friends that it 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 almost breaks my heart because seeing them and helping them get out um, a lot of which came out after we spoke out and we're like well hell if you're speaking out i'm gonna speak out you know we were the support for them and now they're sliding in our inbox every other day with the new mlm and it's like honey no 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 you know oh and you you feel like at some point it's like rescuing a bunch of kittens and they just they just want to keep heading towards the road and it's like no
2: so yes. Right. It's
1: really heartbreaking because part of me, all, you know, again, remembers that they're the victim in the situation and they they're still in this headset and almost, you know, they probably don't even realize what they're doing and they're doing it out of innocence. And that's that really sucks because it's like you're watching someone you really love and care about continuously do bad things. And I know this is probably how my mom felt and how my husband's mom felt when she saw us drinking. And so it's just like that same you're kind of on the other side of the field watching them make these decisions again and again. And it's like, they're grown, but you really just want to be like, honey, I, I'm only doing this out of the kindness of my heart. I don't, it's not that I hate your business or that I'm negative. It's like, I really know that you deserve better and you deserve right. more.
0: Right, the, the truth of the matter is, is that everyone deserves to make more than prison wages. And that's ultimately what most people are making in an MLM. And if you're not, if you are making actual money in an MLM, then you're doing it by making your whole downline broke. Like they're either not making any money or they're making less than pr- prison wages, which is absolutely ridiculous. Nobody needs that, especially the community that is preyed on the most, which is moms and, you know, um, people that are, are struggling with their mental health or trying to get into recovery or looking for friends or, Uh, the ADHD neurodivergent, uh, community is preyed on a lot, but then there's also like different nationalities and cultures that are preyed on too, depending on the MLM. And it's just absolutely ridiculous, like that people are trying to find the soft spot in people and trying to twist it and turn it into something bad. And it's just so unfortunate.
1: I have seen that, um, I have seen that. I was I would give examples, but I don't know for sure. Um, like I don't want to speak too far on someone specifically that I know, but I've I've seen some things recently that have been going on with two elites specifically that have absolutely just disgusted me because I've seen, and two of which I know personally, and so knowing them personally and seeing some of the things that they're doing and the paths that they're purposely taking, it's very clear from someone who knows them closely and over the years and seeing what they're doing um, and just knowing their history and knowing their past and s- seeing them be so public about certain journeys. It's, um, it's very interesting, but at the same time, it's also very disgusting. Yeah. Um, and without saying specifically, I think I can leave you up to your own ideas of what you probably see or experience and can know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just rough. It is just rough. All right. So I know that we had like kind of a side story that we wanted to tell that is related to your paparazzi experience um, and being fair gamed and bullied and harassed. Um, So do we want to get into that story and invite Andrew to come on?
1: I think we do. And I think that this is definitely going to um, maybe make more sense to a lot of people while we were so silent for over a year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so what happened?
1: Well, here is the one and only Mr. Andrew oh. Thompson with me to tell the story. <laughs> being
2: so silly. Um, I'm like, this is something that I really didn't even know if I was ever gonna discuss publicly or talk about in any kind of way. Because it's really kind of you know embarrassing and humiliating, and I really don't I'm not as I've got older, I've learned to not really be one to give that power to the aggressor mm-hmm. you know they they do these things seeking a reaction they know like he said with me, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. I'm a very no bullshit kind of person you my face will tell exactly what I'm thinking and feeling at any moment like I'm um, not very good at pretending to be unbothered if I'm bothered, but um, I've learned, you know, in the last two years, um, a lot more than in my entire life that when somebody's doing something to provoke you, they're trying to. They they want to elicit a reaction, and by doing so, you give them power over you by letting them make you make a fool of yourself or react with anger. Um, all you're doing is giving them power and something that I've found more empowering than ever <laughs> is taking that power back and going hmm. you know what I don't have to give that to you How that's that? not yours to take I am ultimately more powerful than you ever thought about being by just not giving you the power because you're just like people that do these kind of things are like To me, I've come to look at them like little attention parasites. They come on our shows, they come on our pages, they see a lot of people following us and they want to make us look humiliated or embarrassed in front of a lot of people. And that gives them some kind of gratification, which is really sick, but that's what they do. And so, again, I'm so long-winded, sorry. I want to preface this with, this is still, in my head, taking the power back by not giving them a reaction that they wanted a year ago it's by using what happened to bring awareness to the fact of just how sick how cult-like these kind of things are and so that's the only reason that i'm really even willing to speak about this but what happened the main thing that i would say would be the worst fair gaming tactic and that's exactly what it is make no mistake is we were on our live show doing, you know, our regular sales. We were on our app, our website, Facebook, all simultaneously. And that's only important so you understand what comes next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see a link shared into the comments. And I clicked on it because I was off screen at the moment. I think, right? Mm -hmm. I was on camera. He was on camera. I was off screen at the moment, monitoring comments and modding and everything and trying to help customers. And I'm like, oh, when I clicked it, my my eyes just popped out of my head. And I was like, shit, 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 cut the feed. Like right now, like I was panicking. What it was, was there were some Kim Kardashian-type situation, we'll refer to it like that. Um, there were some, you know, intimate materials that were for my my husband's private use for, for you know, they weren't meant for any of these people. They were, it was something kind of freaky we liked, you know, we were trying to do for ourselves in our private life. Yeah! And
1: that's back into why we thought our IP address may have been hacked or
2: mm-hmm. a bug. Yeah. And right. so they... They get all of this material, they've linked it to our video and some very compromising photos or videos were posted into our feed. So I freaked out and cut the feed um, and immediately I see once I deleted it and banned that person off off the Facebook page and then, then that same person had went and registered on our app and appeared on the app sharing the link, on the app comment feed, because the people on the app can see comments, they can make comments to us that we see it all in one place, the way our system works. Right. If they're commenting on the app, the website or Facebook or Instagram now. Um, so when I blocked them off Facebook, then they come onto the app sharing it on there. And then when I blocked them there, they disappeared and popped back up on uh the website so i guess i could this all happened really quick so i guess i was freaking out while this was happening and didn't cut the feed till i saw them come up on the app and on the website feed Mm -hmm. i was like ah they're coming up everywhere and so we just killed the feed right then but then it didn't stop there you know we used to use an app called clubhouse to keep up with some anti uh mlm type movement stuff they would come on they would make profiles with our names and then come up as a screen grab from one of those videos or pictures, they've made that the profile picture of this fake profile with our names. And we're going into all these clubhouse rooms. They were mind posting you, a
1: lot of this harassment. Sorry. Mind you, a lot of this harassment too was actually coming the same exact time that I was getting to visit my family for the first time in a long time. Like we were going to North Carolina when all of this was spiraling like crazy. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: Um, so that well didn't this that when that happened on the video that was that night it was kind of over we called we thought we thought we called the police over and everything because we were like this this is is, this has got to be illegal like gotta be next, next level. level and so we called the police over there filed a police report we ended up hiring a private investigator but I think that was actually after. So that was one night. Police. We're heading up to North Carolina to visit his family. I think it's January. Mm-hmm. This this last January, and we're in the car when they start blowing up, posting it. At like midnight. How are we gonna say a form uh, a very high ranking male elite in paparazzi posts about it? Begins alluding to it. People are saying, "What is it? What is it?" And then he's like, "Oh, I'll send you a message." And And then we're getting screenshots of all this. Oh yeah, crazy. The same girl who had um, tossed him to the wolves whenever he had the audacity to speak against her cult, she was posting about it. All these before we knew it, we everybody was talking about us, and that it it seems like everybody in the world because that's a big part of our world is we know a lot of people and a lot of people well really a lot of people know us in that circle and right. so then all of a sudden seems like the entire world it, in our world we were kim kardashian on tmz getting humiliated in front of the entire world
1: and because in the comments they would be like what are you talking about girl or what are you talking oh you haven't about, boy? seen it yet and it would be a check your inbox check
2: oh, yeah. your inbox. Oh so they were sending it everywhere and we're just flabbergasted like that that these people are even looking at this in the first place that they're sharing it all over the place that they and to make sorry about that I was trying to get my timeline lined up here to remember this all happened so fast it was so overwhelming because like they were sending this to our customers in private messages I'm telling you like I had to reach out, out to like 10 or 15 of our VIPs right off the bat and go, Hey, if anybody sends you any links, don't open it. Like just don't.
1: And the support. Thank the Lord. Oh yeah. They were
2: so amazing. They were like, and I our actually, who was our very biggest customer at the time. I actually called her and I was like, look, here's what's happening. And I just told her, <clears throat> verbatim because you know not gonna let them win their goal was to try to ruin us and it, and they ultimately only made us stronger because we realized exactly what we could overcome on our own and we just kept pushing through didn't give it the the, the attention that they wanted and our biggest customer she i'll never forget she said honey my <laughs> she said my granddaughter's on only fans she said you th- i ain't nothing surprises me i don't give a damn
0: you know real
2: country she was like i love y'all whatever you know (laughs) and so she was really sweet and supportive every and i actually didn't lose anything from that um we didn't lose anything we gained a lot of customers i think from the word of mouth and a lot of support. Um, a lot of support because they were trying to hurt us they were trying to be nasty and it was really evident to anybody with a brain and I think it really made them look worse than it did us um
0: absolutely like I mean it's 2022 we all know that consent is like consent is consent and is consent and if you are not consenting to something being shared publicly or whatever the situation then it is absolutely not okay and it is harassment and it is violence like that is violence against you guys like they they put you through violence
1: Too as well, Mm -hmm. like not only was all this happening too, but for me, my emotions were really spiraling because it was so odd to me not only seeing the female consultant who had admittedly on Facebook publicly put it out there that she saw it, um, but then to see the male consultant, I felt, um, I felt so dirty, I guess, is the way not only exposed dirty but it just was so overwhelmingly like i felt like I, no matter how because i will never forget we had we gotten a shower and it was like no matter how much i scrubbed i felt like i couldn't get the feeling of just disgusting off of me knowing that they had watched and saw and shared these intimate moments with my right. husband
2: it's a
0: violation it's an absolute violation it
2: really is because honestly like there's like 9 billion people in the world or something and you know I don't care if 8.5 of them seen it if I don't know them you know I don't know them I don't give a shit but (laughs) if I know them then you feel violated you would never like that's just how I mean I could care less if it got leaked onto some porno or whatever who cares I I don't I don't know that to me personally it would to some but if I don't know you I don't really care about your opinion I mean generally I don't want to come off as bad or you know I don't want to be hateful you to think I'm a nasty person a hateful person whatever but I really it's not going to affect me what you think of me but when it comes to people sharing this to your whole world it was a really big shock um And to make matters worse, like, we had already told his mom what was going on, like, just because we thought it'll be a myth. If they send a link to you, don't open it, because this is what's happening. We come back through to Georgia, where we are now, um, on the way back home and stopped in at my mom's, and we were, like, I have been just, like, mortified to even tell her what was going on.
0: Right.
2: And so we get here, and I was like, Mom. So this is happening and be aware, um, don't open anything. If you get sent anything, if you look in your message request and you have messages from strangers with links, don't open it. This is what they're trying to do to ruin us now. And keep in mind, we had done, we shut down our VIP group. We unpublished our pages because mainly, not to run and hide, mind you, just in (laughs) case anybody listening was a part of this fiasco doing this, not to run and hide. We did it because we were going to spend time with his family who he had not got to see in a long time because they live nine hours or 13 hours or something far away. So we were going to visit with family and I would be damned if we were going to have to constantly monitor our social medias to to field comments and delete things that people are posting into our groups and our Facebook page and stuff. And so we took them down for that reason temporarily. So we didn't have to monitor them because I wasn't going to have to worry about putting people on as admins and making them fit, watch and what if they miss something. We just took it down. We're like, we're focusing on his family right now. That's right. it. But So to make things worse, when I told my mom, you will never believe this, she told me, oh, I already know. Oh my God. She said, he sent it to me directly as a text message. And I mean, I don't really know how to go about this. I mean, let's just be real. We all know it was. It was my ex. His phone number, I'm just saying it. He sent... Well, we had the proof. Yeah, I have the proof. I have the the text messages. I mean, it's the truth. It is what it is. My Mm -hmm. ex, that is a very high-ranking paparazzi consultant that I used to share that paparazzi account with, sent these images directly to my mother and not just sent them
1: he harassed her with them and sent them twice. sent
2: them twice said hey just thought you'd like to see this like he wanted to damage my relationship with my mom like wanted her to be ashamed of me wanted whatever and I don't know if it's jealousy because he didn't have that good of a relationship with his I don't know this is just my opinion and my experience but I've always been very close with my mom or like unbreakable And he thought, I guess that he. My opinion, I guess, is that he wanted to damage my relationship with her by sending her this. And And,
1: for me, it only opened up my relationship more with her. I'm closer with your mom now more than ever.
2: Yeah, and so my mom said, "Honey, he sent them to me. Here's the text message with his phone number and the pictures. Just thought you'd like to see this. Not once, but twice, harassed her with it, and." she said i don't care i don't feel any i lo- don't love you any less than i ever did i love you more every day you know and she was like but just so you know that's the links he that he's willing to go to and that was direct from him and i'm not going to name him but everybody knows who i mean you yeah know, we're not gonna we're not gonna name him. It, but that is but that is verifiable proof backed mm-hmm. up with i have a phone that the t- text messages are on upstairs She's on
1: our phone plan like, yeah. you know we had all the records it was it was crazy and um but it that was just a major example of how far like it doesn't even matter like n- nothing is off the table when you're being fair game
0: right
2: and the only I- reason we haven't talked about that before is just other legalities we're going through with him right now which is why this isn't airing right now right But yeah. so
1: when you're hearing this <laughs> we are finally completely cut ties with mlms and
2: huns and hun bots and- but that uh, that's the worst experience ever like i i can't believe we went through that right even just
1: vocal, this is like the first time we've ever actually spoke to anybody um like this about it so even just speaking like this about it it's crazy like wow we did that Um, we went through that we did that and we're stronger than ever um and so now like i like going back to the beginning i feel like because of that we are always here with our hand reaching out saying hey if you need help if you need support um
2: here we are
0: right right (laughs) and you know it's just like there are so many more good people and also like you guys are two grown adults like that we're doing adult things
1: like I hope that sharing that transparency with people yeah because you know my my worry and thought and concerns are how many people out there don't feel comfortable or feel okay to come out and speak about this that are right now sitting here listening to this podcast and are thinking holy cow I went through something similar I don't care how major or how minute it is to this situation but fear because they you know they didn't know that other people were going through this i hope that that resonates and that they now can come out and speak about it and tell their story no matter how big or small so that other people can know you're not alone
2: yeah the only way to crumble this corrupt industry is going to be to have enough people speak out and that's why we want to be vulnerable now and transparent is because you know like what was that school we were listening about last night? I don't know that that Paris Hilton went to where yeah. she got like abused and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, until Paris Hilton spoke out about it, nobody knew about it. And yeah. and then more people started speaking out and more and more. But a lot of the people that, you know, came out after didn't they were too scared or they thought nobody would care, but they will care. You just sometimes have to put some oomph behind it and not to compare ourselves to Paris Hilton, but in the world of MLMs. You know, we do have a pretty big platform and voice and a lot of followers that we can reach with that message. And I think if we're able to be vulnerable with such a horrific story as that, Mm -hmm. then, you know, maybe they can maybe they can spread their voice, too. Maybe they can say, hey, me, too. You know, like the me, too, too movement, They because it is terrible. The whole thing is terrible. The industry is corrupt, no matter what you what your MLM is, they all boil down to. You know, selling a pipe dream, su- supremely overpriced products to pad a commission structure. And the products are usually misrepresented. There's not, in Paparazzi's case, we performed multiple tests at, at accredited laboratories that came out showing, you know, not only were they not nickel and lead free jewelry, they were padded with cadmium, lead, arsenic, allegedly based on. Ex- actual results from a lab I mean legally I don't want to put my foot in my mouth but I'm just saying like that those lab results are there they're real they're verifiable and that's just in paparazzi and they're no different they're all the same
0: and also if you don't believe them go and pay to have your own tests done like the you can Mm -hmm. you these are replicatable tests like I know that there are other people that have done the same thing with the same and I be,
2: Make sure your jewelry is from prior to 2020 when we all sent the jewelry off to be tested, because um I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to, to jerk it together real quick and oh quick, change it, get the cadmium out.
0: Yeah, I know, <laughs> no right? Arsenic no bag. arsenic in this batch.
2: <laughs> but you this know, but all the good stuff.
0: I'm, I'm sure, like, have their prices gone up since like, you know, now that they're are they are they trying to change their formulas? Like, do you have any idea?
2: i have no idea honestly i haven't kept up with paparazzi very much in the last year i've kind of just like
0: you're kind of busy
2: (laughs) yeah we're really busy running royal emporium we're swamped all the time um he and i are we're basically a two-man show we have a couple employees that help us you know on the side but like when we're up here doing these warehouse shows taking our customers into these wholesale warehouses where they get massive selections of handbags or whatever we're doing. He and I are doing like, if we, ha- if we usually have a biller to keep the items carting into the customer's cart, but yeah. we do our live show all day, come home at night, haul all these bags. I mean, I'm talking hundreds of bags down in the basement where you're looking at us in my mom's house right now. We, we print all the shipping labels. We package every single thing ourselves. We ship it. Like we're, we're really busy all the time. And then we have to have our assistant handling our boutique back in Florida while we're here. So she goes over yeah. once a week. It's a lot. So we didn't wow. slow down from the damage we sped up. We were like, Mm-mm, you ain't breaking me. Tell us
1: how to be stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes much wiser.
0: So yeah, why don't you tell us about your legit non-MLM business um, and where people can find you and all of that stuff. And then I'll ask you my final question.
2: Well, it's called Royal Emporium. It's a full service boutique with handbags, cosmetics, gourmet foods, clothing. um,
1: And we're proud to announce we're on all platforms now, even Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're on Facebook, which is our main platform. And our app, of course, too, is our main.
2: So our website's royal dash like hyphen emporium, E M P O R I U M dot com. And um, our mobile apps, the name Royal Emporium, it'll be the first one to pop up. Um, we're on the web, the app, the Facebook, all that stuff, TikTok, um, and we made a special little code for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made a fifteen percent discount code for you. When we were talking, we we're going to be on here. We we're like, well, we'll just um, make a special code for her. Yeah. It's called Huns to the number Humans, and it'll save anybody fifteen percent off. Um, did that? Did I tell about what we? Yeah, that's I told everything we we do right.
1: Yeah we actually have some new stuff you guys were expanding so much and so to everybody out there who has tried to ruin us thank you because you've only made us stronger we're starting Mm -hmm. to have our own custom lines made and different things you know we're working on some formulas with cosmetics we just pumped out our new waxes that are custom Um, of course we have our custom clothing so it's just really exciting they really Mm -hmm. helped us show us how strong we can be and just how much of a beast we are together
0: Absolutely. I freaking love it. I'm so excited. I love when you guys come on and you're like you get your own code. I feel so special. It's <laughs> like oh I'm a real influencer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are, girl. You are in you're, you're being heard by New York Magazine, I know. <laughs> Ooh, you're making pages. Hey, New York
0: Magazine. Listen to a little me. Um, okay. So, I actually when you were on last time, Andrew, you didn't get to answer this question because I hadn't I didn't have a final podcast question at that time. So I'll ask both of you. Um, who wants to go first?
1: Let me, because I love hearing him talk and I I get so squirreled. Okay, <laughs> so yes. So, so and what is say, your
0: an, what's your anti-MLM why?
1: Oh, my goodness. I didn't expect to be asked any questions. Um, my anti-MLM why would be, um, personally, I think just, <laughs> The whole cult aspect of it and seeing it from another perspective after not, you know, you know, we're going through sobriety, for example, and just kind of actually for the first time myself going through something so personal and knowing the support I needed and seeing the way that they brainwash and program them. I wanted to make sure that that was something I never allowed myself or anyone around me to be involved in and to stay far away from and so now my why is to spread awareness and to be against them because it's toxic and it's dangerous and it's so dangerous that if somebody's going through that and is in that environment um what could happen to them or what headspace they may be in and the decisions they may make
0: absolutely well said all right i don't know how you're gonna follow that up andrew but
2: (laughs) (laughs) right i know it um why I'm I'm anti MLM and I am really to the core. I get reached out to almost once or twice a week, probably by somebody trying to get us to join the latest pyramid scheme. We actually got offered a top spot at one of these new ones. I'm not going to say its name, but um,
0: were you offered a bridge contract?
2: Yeah. Um. Well, there were two. There were two. One of them was like a. Like a skincare type thing, I think. And the other one was some kind of strip you put on your tongue. Whoa. And, <laughs> and they were they were offering us a space, like basically they put us in and pad a downline under us. And we could have, you know, been a kind of a get rich quit scenario. But we um we promptly turned them down because I mean a lot of people, if you were just a money grubbing whatever you would probably jump at the chance to be oh you're gonna just put me right at the top of a new mlm that's about to spiral out of control yes absolutely you know morals be damned but we were like absolutely not because i mean i think that would be very hypocritical i don't believe in the business model i think it is um i think it's just morally bankrupt and so like we would be we would look like a freaking joke to everybody that we've had that knows us um and so we said no and we turned that down right away and my why is because I've been there at the top of one of these pyramid schemes and the 0.01% I've had the commission checks and I feel really guilty for all the people I brought into it I feel guilty Mm -hmm. there are people that I'm not friends with anymore because I left that uh the pyramid scheme that i was in well we already know paparazzi when i got out of paparazzi there are people that basically turned around even though i brought them in they became so brainwashed by the cult i hate to say it because i feel like i like i have like a shark mentality like i wasn't ever really totally dumb to what was going on but It was benefiting me. And I thought, okay, you know, well, it's not bad because at the time I didn't realize people were spending themselves into debt. I just thought, well, they got money. They're buying it, whatever. I'm getting commission. Yay. Yeehaw. But when I started hearing all these stories about um, everybody going into debt, marriages falling apart, you know, that when I started just really seeing the impact of thousands of people that were suffering because of this and other MLM companies, I knew I felt enormous guilt. And I felt guilty that there are people I'm not friends with anymore because I brought them into it. They got brainwashed into this love bombing culture um, where they basically worship the ground that the founders of paparazzi and elites walk on. That They turned around and fair game me (laughs) when I was no longer a part of it. I brought them into it. They were people from my hometown, turned around, ostracized me, even though I brought them into it and they're still in it like that. Their loyalties completely were absorbed into paparazzi, and that in and of itself was really like a slap in the face, and also and shocking, I guess, to know that they could be that corrupted that easily. Because to me, like once I saw the damage that was being done, you can't, you literally quite literally couldn't pay me to be that again. To me, it's blood money, right? And And I feel like
0: see it, it's like oof,
2: yeah, oof. And so I just I guess my why is to try to in some cosmic karmic way to, you know, make amends for the damage I did by bringing people. Because, I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways I was the catalyst to pulling in my whole hometown, a lot of the state of Alabama, a lot of people all over this country into something that harmed them. So if I can at least say, hey. I know how it is. I know how you feel, the way you're sucked into this company, the way your brain is corrupted, the way you don't see it until you see it from the outside. This is not good. This will not end well for you. Like if I can bring awareness to that and save one more person, then maybe I'm offsetting my my going to hell scale a little bit like, you know, Maybe I can tip the scales back in the favor of good if I'm, you know, telling people that, hey, this is good, this is bad. And you've been, I get it. I get it, but get out. And I think that's good. I think they paparazzi just had one of their impressionistas, which is the rank right beside the very top, top rank quit. And so I mean, I think a lot of people are getting the message they've been leaving in droves the new releases don't from what I'm hearing don't seem to sell out anymore um which is good because that means not as many people are rushing to buy 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 a bunch of stuff that they'll never sell 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 you know and like
0: the more people from the top like you know because like when you're at the bottom you always want to be the person at the top right so mm -hmm. the more people that are from the top that say like Hey, like I was there. I I was what you were looking at and wanting to be. And like let me tell you what it isn't all that it cracked up to be.
2: And it's not. And let me say this, it's really not. Had it not been for a fat commission check, even though we had hundreds of people viewing our lives actively, and I'm talking thousands of views, but hun- like there'd be hundreds on the live watching, buying, 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 buying on the app, buying whatever. Even with all that, without that commission check, we wouldn't have even broke even because we were buying so much jewelry all the time. Yeah. there were they they watched people on some of these top sellers, which you know we were one of those selling, 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 and they're like, "Oh, it'll be me one day." And what they don't realize is, no, it won't. It won't be you one day. These people have hundreds of viewers because they have a massive downline, and they've made a name for themselves as a team builder in the company and they're they've been told by their uplines if you want to see how to how it's done watch andrew watch mecca what you know whoever right. if you want to see how it's done watch them
0: right watch these top people um, and so you have all. Get... so they're using you can so you believe
2: that can you believe that name that i said when we get done yeah if you don't care i just thought about it i don't want to mention anybody by name um But they want us to watch all these people want their downlines too. You'll see how it's done and because that'll get them hyped thinking, oh, I'll have hundreds of viewers and I'll build a massive team. Most of the people buying from these people and buying from us, I started to notice later, were consultants. They were consultants. These items sell out in the back office and they go and buy them for full price because paparazzi's rules, their compliance department says you can't buy for less than $5 if you're buying from anybody but paparazzi. Another consultant, you gotta pay full price. So consultants just to get these hot pieces that would sell out would be coming and buying them from us. And so we, of course, quickly figured that out. A lot of us not feel guilty for that now too. I'd go buy up 200 of them because I could. I would buy up a lot of those and then they would all come buy them from us. That's consultants buying. That is not a real end user. And that in and of itself is like against the FTC
0: Right. And then like, so you have consultants buying from consultants, which is just, you know, so, and then once again, you know, they're using the consultants to advertise to like the people that are already in, like, you're not even actually advertising to new customers. Like overall, yeah. you're advertising to consultants. So
2: yeah. Out of so- 300 orders, I'd, I'd, I'd say if we had 300 orders, 297 of them were to consultants
0: wow that's i
2: mean i literally kid you not when somebody comes on sold times five sold times 10 who the hell's buying 15 of a necklace 10 of a necklace even five of one
0: yeah one yeah maybe once in a blue moon it's a bachelorette party or something where everyone wants to wear the same jewelry but uh, even that like i don't
2: the profit margin is so slim in any way you're making two bucks and a quarter if all situations are perfect two bucks and a quarter per piece that's really shitty profit margin i mean if you bought a hundred pieces how many are you gonna have to sell of that hundred like you're like oh i sold 20 pieces this week i'm still sitting on 80 oh but i'm making money i just paid my car payment with what i sold i'm like but are you accounting for the fact that you still have 80 pieces over here that didn't sell are you accounting for your mailers your shipping labels your your time i mean there's just so much that goes into i could do a whole nother podcast on why you're not ever going to make money in an mlm
0: right and actually you know i know that i just asked you guys my final question but i want to give the opportunity to ask you guys one more which is um do you have any advice for anyone who is looking to start their own business and like how to do it appropriately? I, I will advocate for a QuickBooks self-employed. I, that has absolutely changed my at-home business. But what what else would you guys recommend?
2: I think I already know what he would say, which is probably be unique, source unique, source
1: unique products, be Um, yourself. I always found that when I first started doing this with him and I was, you know, seeing other people doing it and like, oh, I should try that. That was always my biggest failure because I had that same mentality of being in paparazzi, you know, well, if it's hot for them, it'll be hot for me. And it's not. You have to really be true and unique to you if if what you're great at and sell a lot of because you're passionate about it is potholders, well then by damn it be damn, you're a potholder seller. You know, that's, if that's what's unique to you, or if you're acrylic or you paint or, you know, you braid, whatever you do is, is make it unique. Don't look at other people and think that that's where you're going to find your success and really do a lot of self-reflecting and be true to
2: yourself. And I will give some really solid advice to, First of all get your EIN number, you need a tax ID, you yeah. need a resale certificate from your um from your local state so you can actually get wholesale. A lot of any genuine legitimate wholesaler is not going to sell you any inventory product if you don't have an EIN number and a state resale certificate. They don't yeah. make you upload that.
0: Yeah, um, and an EIN number is free and if you're doing it through a site that's making you pay for it then it's a scam
2: yes very yes very good because i i just automatically went right to irs.gov and applied for my own but i I, it never occurred to me that people were getting charged to get an ein number
0: oh yeah yeah people do that that, it's very easy it's very easy don't let it scare you just because it's the government
2: yeah and one other thing that a lot of small business owners and this is very hardcore um i've noticed in paparazzi especially if you're getting commissions because you're not really making any money selling jewelry but if you're getting commissions this is paramount and to any small business owner, see, pay your taxes as you go, calculate your profit. If you actually make profit, pay it as you go. Because what we do, a lot of businesses do this differently. They do quarterly and, you know, or yearly, they put everything in a savings account. Well, over at Royal Emporium, we ain't trying to play with the IRS. So like every week we do a profit loss statement we pull a report from our system you know we look how much net profit we made and we issue him a paycheck a payroll check from for him for half of it and for me half of it and the taxes automatically come off the top go to the IRS you can set that up through Square payroll or any other payroll software so the IRS taxes um, for like, say I pay him 5,000 and me 5,000, however much the taxes are for that, they Im- immediately go in because we're, we pay ourselves as W2 employees of our own business. That's what we do. Because I don't want to have to leave it sitting in a savings account and, you know, oh, what if we accidentally spend it before <laughs> it it? Yeah, or hope life doesn't happen and we got to have a new car or whatever and we spend our tax money. You know, I don't like that. I like it just being paid ahead of time. So we do that every week. Right. We run payroll for ourselves. And by the end of the year, you know, it's just like we had a job. All our taxes have already went in. Yeah it's all good right. and that that's what I recommend personally but um if you have you know if you're good with putting it in and doing it quarterly but just make sure you do it because I've seen a lot yeah. of MLM people that got commissions um they go oh shit I'm not used to having money say you made a 100 grand this year that you didn't used to make this commission and then you go tax time well you've you loving having that money. You've been traveling, you know, bought you some Chanel, bought you a BMW, whatever, but you ain't got no money left, you know, until your next commission check. And you find, well, a hundred thousand. Well, I owe thirty thousand to the IRS this year, and shit, I've spent all that money.
1: Knocking on my door. Well,
2: the IRS is getting your next two commission checks, and then you're still gonna owe. From those two commission checks, what you should have held back from those, you know what I mean. You'll get into a snowball effect of IRS debt.
0: Man. Right, absolutely. And you don't want that. Um, like I said earlier, uh, QuickBooks Self Employed has been huge for me in starting mm-hmm. my private practice business, just because it does show you like how much you're supposed to be setting aside. Um, right. I I do subscribe to the savings account method so if mm-hmm. I'm able to do that just fine and okay. I put um between 25 and 20% aside from every week that's just how I kind of do my math and mm-hmm. you know make sure that I'm putting aside what I need to put aside so yeah definitely and profit loss statements guys like come on mm-hmm. if, if you if you own a business MLM or regular Making sure you're doing profit and loss, and you can do that through again a site like QuickBooks. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that that's just so important. Um, and you no, know,
2: that's really have, the best advice I could give.
0: Absolutely, I think that was fabulous. Um, and like real concrete advice too, because you know, those are the things that people don't talk about, you know, is mm-hmm. like they the do actual- tell you that nitty-gritty how do you start a business i don't know like you get in, like you know you just you know, do get inventory you make a website but nobody's telling you you need a tax id number you need uh what was the, the inventory no
2: oh yes. um a state resale certificate yeah
0: state resale like yeah i've never even heard of that before
2: Yeah, that's it. Most places don't actually ask me for my EIN. They ask for my resale certificate. They want the actual certificate, not just a number, because if it's out, if it's expired, then they won't take you if they're legitimate. Now, some places claim to be wholesale and they'll just let anybody get on their website and buy. That's not wholesale. You're getting, you could probably get on, you know, some website in China and buy the same stuff 10 times cheaper you know um if they're selling it to you without a wholesale certificate in the united states
0: wow that's that's really good to know because i think that that's another thing too is like people think that they're getting on these sites and that they're getting like a good deal and they're going to be able to upsell and like yeah like sure but it's not it's not as legit as i think it is Mm -hmm. all right guys is there anything else that you want to add before we end for today
1: i think that's all this has been very 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 nice just to to kind of talk finally after being silent for so long
0: well everyone thank you so much for listening if uh this is before the holidays which is the plan to release then please go buy your christmas gifts at royal emporium um, and support your ex-boss babes because that's what we do here all right everyone have a fabulous weekend bye Hey Huns, I just wanted to take a second to tell you guys about Acorn, and no, this is not a sponsored ad. Acorn is a robo-investing account that I've been using to manage my money since I've started my own small business. I honestly had no idea what I was doing in regards to saving for the future, but knew I needed to start somewhere and thought this was a great way to get the ball rolling. I really like the interactive graphics and watching what's going on with my money. If this is something that you feel interested in, feel free to click the link in my bio to start your own Acorn account and we'll both get $5 added in our accounts for our investing future. Happy savings!